guys? Welcome back to another episode of Just Figuring Out Podcast. Today we have a great guest with us. We have Stephen Metropolis. Did I get that right? You did. Greek yeah. as hell, bro. <laughs> yeah, I like Greek, it. Greek and like Italian. It. Got it, got it. Got it's got, got the it. temper. That's what's up. Greek as hell. I like it. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you, man. Thank you guys for having me. Ooh, Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Steve, a lot of people don't know who you are, right? So, tell me a little bit about like who you are, what you do, yeah. and how long you've been doing it. Uh, so my name is Steve Metropolis. Uh, oh. uh, online coach, uh, bodybuilder. Um, been competing 13 years. I haven't for a couple years, but just been getting more so into the coaching side of things. Uh, that's kind of taken off. So been focusing more on that and uh, new dad. My daughter's a year old, so I've been focusing on obviously that too. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much. That's a summary of what's yeah, going on, man. What I do, yeah. So what? You said you stopped competing a couple of years ago. Yeah, I haven't competed. It's been two and a half years. Okay, and that's because, like, you, you know, life has changed, obviously. Like, yeah. You had a daughter on the way. And then um, has it had anything to attribute to the amount of volume you're taking on as a coach? Yeah, so um, my last show was Junior USA's in May of 21. So it's okay. almost yeah, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, and then coaching took off. I was diagnosed with Lyme's disease right after that show, actually, in June of 2021. So okay. um, that hospitalized me for almost a week. Um, they didn't really know what, what was going on with me. It took them about a month. Mm -hmm. So I was dealing with, like, a lot of arthritic issues, um, you know, things like that with it. So um, that was, like, the whole summer of 2021. And then 2022 – uh, coaching just kind of took off. And then last year was super busy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's hard, like when you prep for a show, it takes so much, right. It's like four or five months of like, you're selfish, you know, you have to become just by nature of what, yeah. what it entails. Right. So, um, you know, I've, I've always prided myself on being a selfless person. Um, and becoming a dad was, is like, the coolest job in the world, you know? So I didn't want to prep last year while my daughter was in her first year of life. Right. I didn't want to be selfish in that regard. Sure. My wife carried her for nine months, you know, I just kind of wanted the time to be for them. Um, and seeing her, you know, her first year, and then it just got so busy with clients competing, um, lifestyle clients and all that. And I mean, I just love what I do with coaching. So I wanted to again, be selfless and give my time to, to that. So, so yeah, so with you coaching, yep. are you just coaching like sp like specific like um like bodybuilding, trying to go pro, like as in competitive? Like, yep. are you just coaching competitive? Are you doing lifestyle? You no, everything. So everything yeah. from top to bottom. Like, if somebody wants to get in shape for a wedding, oh, yeah. something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. In competing, um, what would you say was one of your um, biggest challenges? Balance. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think when when I was younger, competing. Um, like when I was 18, 19, throughout college, like up to 23, there wasn't much balance needed. It was get good grades, compete, you know, focus on the show at hand. Um, and then afterwards, like real life hits, right? So like, um, you know, got engaged, had to, you know, buy a house. My parents went through a pretty, pretty nasty divorce when I was 25. So that was 2018. So that kind of hit. That brought up like a lot of depression issues and things like that that I suffered with in in high school. We can get into all that too. Um, so a lot of mental health things, and I'm like a huge huge advocate that mental health has to come first with in anything in life, right? Um, so that that kind of made me had to grow up. You know, we had to buy a house, right? Because I told my wife, I'm like, listen, we we were could barely make ends meet, right? But I didn't want to put put the money into an apartment that we're not going to get back. I told her, so mm -hmm. let's just 
suck it up, suffer now, and, you know, we'll make it work. So when you're trying to grow up, man, you know, a lot of, a lot of like people that compete, you know, they become selfish. It's like show, 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 but you're not getting any money to compete. Right. So, you know, I kind of had to, I had to grow up quick. So, so, okay. So did you notice a, a mental strain when it came to your mental health in, in competing? Like, was it, was it, was it, was it, was it becoming like wear and tear, not only on the physical, but on the mental aspect? It does. Yeah. Okay. It, and that's because of the drugs that we take a hundred percent. Okay. They, uh, yeah. Not a lot of people touch on that talk about that. And I think it's important. Sure. Um, well, today's yeah. the day guys. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, so be educated. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> You know, a lot of people are so naive nowadays. It's we're in a generation of and a time of TikTok, Instagram. There's 18 year olds taking all these steroids, all these dosages. They see like, say they see me, for example, they're like, oh, Steve's 250 pounds and he looks like that. He takes 500 milligrams. I have to take a thousand because I want to get there twice as quick. And they don't understand that like their hormones, their brain, chemicals, everything's not at a maturation level yet where you're maxed out. They don't even, they just started driving, <laughs> you know, like you don't even know how to parallel park and you're, you're making <laughs> hormones that are, you know, true. messing up your, your, you know, neurologically everything. <clears throat> and they don't know how to bounce back from it. And then most people have mental health issues that they don't want to talk about, right? Correct. It's such a taboo yeah. topic anymore. Impressive. And it's like, you just go from here <laughs> to just digging that hole sure. deeper and deeper. Sure. And then that's why a lot of people just... We see a lot of people taking their own lives and such, you know, within the sport. And mm -hmm. it's a shame because so many people just sweep mental health under the rug. And Well, I think also society uh, plays on people's um, insecurities as well. Sure does. You know, like you said, growing up, just being a teenager, it's the most insecure time of your life. You it think is, yeah. you're ugly. You think you're too short. You're, yep. skinny, you're already in such an insecure state. And yep. then you're being told that you're weak. Yep. Or, you know, in order to get girls, you got to have nice broad shoulders and you got to be fit. Yep. As a guy, you're like, I'll do whatever it takes. And you're killing your liver and kidneys before you can even start drinking alcohol. You know what I mean? So it's it's very real. It's very real. It's Thank a, you for the transparency. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, um, So, like, mine started in high school, right? So I was, like, 110 pounds and, you know, throughout high school. And I was bullied. I never fit in, all this. And then I started to get, you know, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, all this. And then... Um, I just didn't want to live anymore. It became real, right? And I never spoke up about it um, until it got too late one day, right? So um, I missed school for like two months. I was homeschooled, all this, I, psychiatric help, all this stuff. So um, that's when I started talking to a therapist and it helped, you know? So, um, you know, so no many, nobody wants to talk like this. And that's the issue especially now. Especially men. This is why we're doing this too, especially yeah. men. So what would you tell a young bodybuilder who's getting into it? and say to him what warnings what would you really say to him knowledge wise that you've been through now because yep. you fell off this bike well let's just say it's your son let's say you have a son that's, yeah. yeah what would you tell him like something that you see after you didn't did it now that's not spoken on it could be mm -hmm. anything you'll say hey man uh look out for this i would tell them you got to get into whether it's bodybuilding or anything for the right reasons gotcha. you know what i mean because that that's number one when you do something for the right reasons you do it for the right purpose and a lot of kids now they see Chris Boston and they're like, oh, I want to look like that, right? So everything on social media is painted as a perfect world. And that would be big advice too. The grass is not always greener and everybody goes through their own shit, you know, whether it's mental health, you know, issues and relationships, all that, right? So everyone's battling something at, on any given day. So that would be my my biggest advice, right? The grass isn't always greener. Stay off of social media 
and also to do not get involved with the hormone side of things until you know it's something that you can commit to yeah a hundred percent blood work you know four times a year at least even hormones not to cut you off even hormones i feel like i'm just now learning about hormones yeah uh that we definitely weren't talk because again you were just taught i need to put them up especially me i was skinny so i was told if i want to get bigger eat a bunch of peanut butter and jelly take yep. a whole bunch of milk and protein yep. Yep. it'll work do, <laughs> just do that shit. <laughs> that was worse yeah. they don't work. Work. but they don't teach you anything about the hormones and how your hormones affect your mental state None. your emotional state they don't tell you any of that so i'm 29 now just now learning i'm like i'm pushing in my 30s my hormones are going to be changing, and they're already have been. So I'm like, whoa, like yep. this is, it's intense. It's real. It, it is real. And then on top of that, you're, these kids are 19, 20. They're putting full steroid cycles in straight their body. Up. Straight up. And they crash and burn. Yeah, and that they just not, <laughs> not, there needs to be more spoken about the Absolutely. real I agree. side effects of it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, that's just one of my biggest things, like, too, with, as a coach. Um, very, very, like, very weary of coaching young kids and, um, you know, kids ask me all the time about steroids and all this. And I'm like, listen, like, I don't really think that that's a topic it's that even needs to be discussed. To, to, to be in a state where you're like, I'm not going to try it. Yeah. It's a very insecure state where there's a dark state. To even want to if you want to try something, that's something you try creatine, right? You, you can do that for a year right. and you can come off of it. And sure. If your kidneys are elevated, you can fix that sure. in a few months. You're fine. You're, but when you're going and you're just in, taking, yeah, taking a six month cycle of testosterone and yeah. orals and all this, and they don't even know the proper organ, you know, support to take and all this stuff. They don't even know what blood work to, to get. Absolutely. And then they come off of it and there's no proper guidance of what to do after. And then they wonder why they're 20 years old and their, their testosterone levels are in the 100s, sure. like they're 70 years old. Sure. You can't, know, can't, can't reproduce. There's a lot, and a lot of people don't even think of the after effects or the long term yep. effects, the longevity behind this. No. Is, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I was going to sort of hit on what you were hitting on. So I stayed natural until I was 27. Yeah. So when I come off, when I came off of everything, I was able to maintain size. And I think, and you coach, so you're going to be able to correct me or whatnot. I think when these young kids take all this shit at a young age, they get so it, it becomes mental because you're looking at yourself. You're like, oh, I look at that. I should always look like this. And when they come off, it's like a fucking 180. And they look at themselves and they're like, shit. Now the mental aspect kicks in where it's like, I got to take double to get back. And it's just a downhill fucking slope on that. So this creates body dysmorphia. I, I think it does. But if everybody's doing it. And, you know, not everyone's doing it, but it's something that's not spoken about. We're talking about a taboo subject. That means everybody knows everyone's doing it, but no one's speaking on it. Yep. Why is everyone in the bodybuilding world not speaking on something? But you know you're looking in the face of someone. Oh, I know yeah. you're doing it. Oh, I know you're doing it. You can see it. I think it's just nobody wants to, like, death is real. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever wants to talk about, hey, if you abuse these drugs and these hormones for years, and you already have anxiety and depression, there's a chance that you're going to get worse and you're going to want to kill yourself. Yeah. And nobody wants to hear that and talk about that. And coming from someone who was suicidal and wanted to take their own life, I have no problem talking about that because right. it's, it's just real. I mean, it, 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 people think I'm crazy when I say like, hey, you know, yeah, I've taken these hormones for years, right? But I've done everything the most responsible. There's no proper way to take drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's a more responsible way is what I always tell people. Yeah. And I feel like I've done that, right? Like I've never had wrong blood work. You know, my daughter's healthy. My I, I get my sperm checked when we're trying to have kids, like things like that. And everything is good, right? I've never had high blood pressure. I've I've get scans of my organs every year for the last six years straight. 
So I've had proper guidance and that's what it is. There's not a lot of proper guidance. There's no entry, there's no barrier entry to become a coach anymore. Wow. So you have somebody who's on one show, they might've done it wrong. They have no evidence of blood work or anything like that. And now they start coaching 10 kids that are 21 and they're like, take this, 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 and this. And it's just like a vicious cycle, right? So um, that that's like I, what I see as the main, the main thing now, right? And then nobody touches on mental health. No one wants to talk about it, you know? Yeah. And, and it's the worst it's ever been mental yeah. health now it, yeah. it really is that that's clear that is people don't talk about it because they're insecure yes or? i think that's part of it and i just think people I, are scared to face reality i think that but I'll, i will yeah. i will even say i think people just don't care about men's lives i think we live in a society well, yeah. where unfortunately in a man's life he the, yeah. just, unfortunately it is it is most certainly yeah more i mean i tell people now like so when was covid 2020 four years ago mm-hmm. right yeah. Um, we lost me and my wife, we bought our house in 2019 and in November, and we lost our house, three trees crushed it in June of 2020. So we were going through COVID. I had no access to lift or anything, which is for me, I got into weightlifting because it saved my life, which to me is a right reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas kids now they just get into it because they, they think it's cool, right? It's like a, the fashion trend now. Um, and I tell people all the time, if I didn't have that shed in my backyard, I would have 100% been suicidal. If I didn't have those five pieces of wow. weight equipment and I didn't have my father there, we lifted from nine at night to midnight every night because everything was closed. No one was working. Wow. If I didn't have those dingy ass weights in that shed, I would have 100% probably tried to kill myself. fell back into it, yeah. 100%. Wow. Yeah, no, unfortunately, a lot of people don't speak on um, the high rate of men committing suicide surpassing women. Yeah. And I feel like that's just not talked about enough, but it is very real statistically men we ending our lives a lot quicker than women. Yep. And um you don't have to get into details. Never I would never tell you to do that. But um I personally have never been to that point of suicidal, but I definitely have been to a point where I made my last prayers with God where I was like, Lord, if this is it, I'm cool with mm-hmm. it. Like if I really don't care if I do wake up after. Yeah. Um I made my peace with that several times. Um, and it was a very dark state, but at the same time I think there is a when you get to that lowest point, you begin to realize that there's nothing else left but the ground. It's the truth. You know, when yeah. you get to the abyss, you realize there's nothing else left but the sea floor. Yep. It's like it's either that resort mm-hmm. or now you just gotta start fighting up. And you know, you see the benefit of people who actually sink through it. Yep. They have a beautiful story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they always have something special to to offer to society yep. and mankind due to their story. You know? Yeah, it's I mean, it's also taught me to like kind of better just stay humble, quiet to yourself. I don't I just, I mean, you guys, but you, well, Zach and you have known me a while. And yeah. I've never been a loud mouth or I kind of just. Just except when you're squatting like five, six plates. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen some shit with this guy, but yeah. My man used to do this for reps. I'm, I ain't shitting you. A lot of, a lot of anger and darkness though. You know, too, that's another thing too. Now that like you've touched on that mm-hmm. is learning how to, um, control aggression and rage and anger and put it towards something beneficial. Sure. And that's, that's what I've learned. You know, I'm very thankful for my dad teaching me a lot of that. Um, and also to the therapist I had throughout mm-hmm. the end of high school and into college. Um, and even a few years ago, I talked to the same two women who helped me uh, when I was suicidal in high school and um, into college. I, I stayed with them and spoke to them even when I was better, just because it helped every week to just let off, control steam um and when my parents were going through their divorce and all that and we lost our house and all that i talked to those same two women 
each one of them twice a week. So yeah, and it helps a lot. And I, I'm a huge advocate of, of that, you know, talking to somebody, I don't, even if you're okay. Yeah. You know, well, that's why I think it's important to what we were saying probably in another podcast where, you know, you hear about a death or murder, a senseless murder too, especially in Philly, you, you know, somebody died over, uh, they were disputed outside of the poppy store and somebody got killed over something stupid. My mind is they didn't have nobody to talk to and they definitely didn't have a gym. Because if you had a gym or somewhere you could express yourself, yep. you probably wouldn't have taken that person's life over something that stupid. Yeah. Now you're wasting your life behind bars. Yeah. So a lot of these people are pent up. A lot of men are just walking around miserable, yep. angry, resentful, hateful, and with murder on their heart. And, you know, as a man, it's just an accident to get us to be protected. Yep. So if you're in a state like in the hood, like Philly or somewhere, it's a pop off easy. You know, my life or yours. So now your life's behind bars or yep. you're dead. You know what I mean? So yeah. a lot of these dudes just need an outlet. They need to go to yeah. the gym, have, again, this is more than just a gym for us. This is a, this is our therapy for us. Every Sunday we come to the gym together, but they're here also on their other days out there. Yep. You just have to have an outlet. Go to yep. the park, go to the yeah. beach. Do something other than what you're always doing. Yeah, I yeah. Think I think a lot of men have trouble reaching out they to their other male Private. counterparts Private. and friends. Sometimes you reach out not because you want something, not because of the game, not because of a sport. Yo, man, how are you doing? Yeah. Yo, man, I know you're telling me you are right. Are you really all yeah, right? So people are scared to be judged. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, also pay attention to your homies too. Pay attention to their patterns and their rhythms. Like, what's up? What's really going on with you? I ask people how they're doing. All of, I don't care, men or women. Yeah. You did it to me. Say simple. Yeah. Sometimes a simple text, like or a message to somebody, "How are you?" Go, can, go a long way because I, I know because I can speak from experience, personal experience. With it, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I still, my anxiety now is still, it's horrible. Sure. You know, it's horrible. And I haven't been touched a steroid in almost three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's the, uh, earlier you were speaking about, like, you know, controlling your aggression and everything. And I think in a bodybuilding world that uh, the compounds that these individuals take, I think it's very hard to even do that with that. Yeah, I um, again speaking from experience, like when when people are taking full steroid cycles, it just it magnifies who they really are. So mm-hmm. if you are an aggressive person, if you are a loud like loud mouth, all that, it's just going to make it. It intensifies it. Yeah, for me, I've just always been like very low key, laid back, mellow, and it's just like made it more like when I've taken you know cycles and okay. But I mean, that's the thing too. Like, there's so many different compounds. Like, some things are right. I mean, I've taken every single thing you can think of, <laughs> so I can speak on experience of years of taking these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're an outlier because you're pretty calm, right? But the majority of people aren't like you. Like, they can't just tone it down, yeah. right? When you come in here, I, I have my moments where I'm like, "Shit, I'm going through it." He's yeah. grunting and everything. So if you're telling me that there's an individual that's more so on the other side of the aggressive side, the minute they touch like maybe like a trembolone or um, I don't really know compounds, maybe like you do, maybe you can touch on it, but that's something they want to fucking stay away from probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, there's, but those people that are taking trend just for fun because like, I feel great and I'm strong and all this. And I'm, I would never tell somebody to take something like that unless you're doing it for competitive purposes for the certain look, right? Like, for to preserve your muscle mass when you're at three percent body fat, things like that. Like most people that just touch these things for fun, like, and, and I, I know because I like just coaching people. Yep. I, I talk to a lot of people. Yeah, and it's like some of the cycles I see people they come to me with, and I'm like, hey, listen, like, 
I really don't care about the money. Like, if you can't get, like, a full panel of blood work, like, every month for the first six months, like, this is... It's not even worth that liability, you know? Um, Going through it with young kids, I'm like, they've come to me on stuff, and it's, like, such a... a, a, You're teetering a double-edged sword because, like, you can't just pull a 19-year-old off of everything cold turkey. Um, So you have to, like, kind of cycle it off, and then keep, like... Then their testosterone screwed up. You have to keep them on test because you take a man off... The hormone that makes us go, then you're asking for issues. Sure. But like, who the hell would think at 20 years old you have to be on TRT? <laughs> like, it's great. It's not normal. Yeah. Uh, social media has pushed that though. Like, it's a it's the like everybody like you said. I mean, social media is an illusion. You know, it's a certain aspect of your life, not a full 360 of it. So you said earlier, like everybody wants to look like Chris Bumstead. Well, it's like they're, they're like, oh, I'm going to train like him. I'm going to take this. I'm going to look like him. And it's like because his cycle gets released or whatever like yeah. that. And they have that illusion of if I do this, I'm going to look like that. When no, motherfucker, 99.9% of people aren't going to look like that. It's it's genetics. Gen- nobody wants bodybuilding is 99% genetics. Yeah. I don't care if you, you could. And I'm glad you said that because I've heard other influencers and other YouTubers say, Genetics don't play that much of a part. They'll try to downplay it. They won't. They won't completely dismiss it. But I'm glad you said. I don't know how they. I don't know how they. They. They don't though, right? Because the amount of fat cells you have, that like that's predisposition. That's genetic. Oh, that plays a part, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you can't just wake up one day and be like, "Hey, I'm going to start taking steroids and I'm going to be a professional bodybuilder or I'm going to look like a professional, whatever the case is." And just think that because you think it, your genetics are changing, your structure of your shoulders, the structure of your waistline, like. You can take all the steroids you want and train perfect for sure. years. If your waist is genetically your bone yeah. wide and all, you're not changing your genetic structure. Right. Like, your so I was chasing this Arnold Schwarzenegger look for, yep. for decades and eons. He was always chasing this image, and that's his look. That's his genetic compound that made him exactly look the way he looks. You still look amazing, but you're not going to look like him. And I think, again, that's body dysmorphia because now you're looking in the mirror every day. And let's just say you're reaching success. You have a, a, a beautiful physique that's outmatched the average guy. But in your mind, you're still not on his level, but you're already surpassed so many other guys percentage-wise. Buddy, there's more for you. Yep. That's okay. what I tell clients. I'm like, listen, like, you have your own lane, right? Sure, it's good to, to have ambition and, and look up to somebody. Sure. I want to look like this or this. But you're in your own lane, right? You work hard, stay in your own lane, and you're going to look as best as you're going to look. Sure. And that's all we can – you can only control you. Right. And, and I think a lot of social, social media has really, I, my opinion, I think it a lot of yeah, as good as it can do for like free marketing businesses, like for me, for coaching, it does wonders. Sure. But on the flip side there, again, there's a double edged sword with everything now in society. And it's like, it's created such false hope for so many people and such, so much misinformation. Like you see a professional bodybuilder, like you said, you're talking about their cycle and it's like a kid literally will go to like, the guy in the gym that's making this shit and they're yep. like yep. their kitchen sink. Yes, a drug deal. You don't, even, like a drug deal. Yeah. You don't even know what's going like in, in the bottle. Facts. And then people are wondering why they have like infections and abscess and all that. It's why their hormones are screwed up. Yeah. It's yeah. it's bad. And I and I'm I can only speak be- over this because experience and I've seen it with clients. Sure. It's 
sure. It, that's why I'm so selective now of like who I'll even coach. Yeah, because like you said, oh, it's a liability factor sometimes with ages. Like you don't want to die. I don't want to speak for you. You don't want to dive into something and be like, hey, do this, this, and this. If you don't even believe that's what they should be doing, so it's that yeah. fine line that you're balancing with a moral aspect of it too, which is everything that people don't do. Because you said earlier that it's not about the money for me, man. Like I just don't think you should fucking do this. Oh, it, it's just it's one of them things too that a lot of people don't want to hear. It's like the harsh reality is you can have the best genetics if you can't keep it together up here falls, it falls apart right? and you shouldn't yeah. be taking these hormones unless your mind is in the best possible place it can be i'll agree with going you to make it worse if you are already depressed feeling alone and all this and, and and that's the thing too a lot of people will feel these things and they they have no reason to but again people it's a chemical imbalance mm-hmm. right things like this and if you're in that state and then you go ahead and you think it's just right to put 11 compounds in your body and prep for a bodybuilding show, sure, you're going to feel great in the moment. Those 20 weeks, like, look great. You know, you have that end goal. And then what happens as soon as that show's done? You're fucked. <laughs> like, your hormones are down. Now you have to bring them back up. Like relapse, and, and now the depression's still there. And you're just going to be fighting it worse because you're now you're going to feel worse coming off the hook. You're behind the eight ball. Then yeah. we don't, a lot of people don't even touch on the fact that you're not going to look like that forever and then that fucks with your head and now it's like now we're just piling more shit on top yep. of an already depressed state and it's just it's like you're just continue to dig the grave dig the grave correct get out of the grave mm-hmm. and then do these things yeah you know? i got something else for you too i think a lot of people have the the illusion and i'm not a chemist nor a doctor so I'm I'm generally curious on this too a lot of people think because something is an injectable that it's safer than doing an yeah. oral and I I, under, I guess I get like the logic behind it, but I think where they forget is that it's still extremely dangerous. Yeah, I mean, so I think the whole injectable versus an oral thing comes from, okay, you're putting oral in your body and your liver has to process it. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side too, it's like you're injecting something. Okay, now you're worrying about an infection in the injected site. You're worrying about that infection traveling. Most people aren't freaking clean. They don't even know that proper cleansing protocols before you even stick this needle yep. in your shoulder go wherever and then they don't even know what the hell they're taking as your ship and tested <laughs> you know what i, I mean? mean yeah it's a valid point so, so who's to say this doesn't have like particles in it that someone again just made this crap in their kitchen yeah and now it's traveling to your liver and it's doing more damage than the world's doing but well, i've seen people with extremely elevated ast and alt levels just from taking vitamins really? because they're not even taking shit to protect their liver interesting okay i know i I guess i never thought of that you know what i mean like people just don't think about the ramifications of shit before they do yeah just think want to look that's great you you, you're not going to look good on the outside unless your insides look good and that's just the reality of of this situation and if appears not not right well that's everything yeah like you said earlier your experience because you have the experience you've seen it done it and from seeing other people what type of steroids you would say that you saw in yourself whatever the case may be seem to do more damage than others um the morals for sure okay um and definitely trend i hate like never like trend it's single figures the most popular like most you hear that uh control yeah, I I had I took Anadrol twice. Um, the one time my blood pressure threw, went through the roof, mm. and the other time I just couldn't eat um, because it destroyed your appetite because yeah. it trashes your liver. Damn. Yeah. So um, 
I just, I don't even, I barely touch that with clients either. Like how you might use a low, a low, low dose of these things. And then I just, yesterday I just got an email from a client. He's like, Steve, my appetite is shit. And it's been like three weeks. I'm like, okay, we'll just cut it out. And that's at 20 milligrams. There's people taking like 100 50 and hundred. Yeah. I've you seen know? it. I know guys, not the name drought. Yeah. Yeah. But Trent definitely was halo testing. As well. That is, that's fucking scary. What Trent? No, a uh, halo testing. Uh, right. That's like, is that one of the most toxic, toxic things out there? But yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it gets the results. So that's why people do it. It's like, you take that like two, three weeks out from a show, keeps like preserves what, you know, when you're lean, the tissue, um, keeps your strength up. So you can obviously still like perform in the gym and such. But, um, yeah, that stuff will like make it the calmest person just want to like flip it far. Yeah. I've, I've never touched it, but I know guys that have, and they, and they said that. I've done it. Every prep I've done at the end, right? Minus the first one that I was on. Okay. PEDs. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. So when I was 27, that's when I dipped in because I was trying to do a competition with Nick Bono mm -hmm. and, um, Nick was a great coach. Uh, very, very smart guy. Yep. Very smart guy. Uh, Nick is extremely intelligent along with a uh, stretch. Yep. Stretch is my dude. I love stretch yeah. to death. Uh, they taught me so much. But there were certain protocols that I was like, dude, I don't feel right on stuff. And the number one thing that I will contribute that to when I was like 28 was fucking combuterol. Oh, yeah. Well, I that shit. Anxiety, I don't yeah, exactly. So my heart, like I'm on the treadmill thing and I'm going to have a fucking heart yeah. attack. Yeah. I never touched it again. That, that to me, combuterol was the scariest thing I've ever taken. It's exactly. It's not an anabolic steroid. It's a stimulant, right? Yeah, it was used for uh, asthma. It's uh. Yeah, it was used to like it helps you know open your air passages and breathe better, which it does do. Like mm -hmm. you can but definitely. We also play yeah. some hard. Yeah, and then, I guess I don't know the the history of it at all, so I don't want to misspeak. But yeah, but people uh, people started taking it for fat burning properties. Um, I mean, I have clients take it all the time. Yeah. I tell them like, listen, if you can't handle it, you just let me know, and we just cut it out. Right? That, yeah, that was the scariest thing for me personally. Um, Why not just stick? With to top, you know, test because your body already has it. So I would say, you know, reading upon it is better, well mm -hmm. tolerated. Why people yeah. they can't just um, because yeah. a lot of these other steroids have different effects. Like trend hardens you up, burns the fat, gives you that look. Also, there's other accessories mm -hmm. that comes with. Oh, okay. oh there's a. I thought I thought trend gains. Very very. It's a very strong steroid. Okay. It's like two to one anabolic on test. Yeah, so uh, it's crazy. It is crazy. I uh, it's nuts. yeah, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this when I was 20, 28, 29, um, my coach at the time, like, put me on it at the end of the it was like the last like eight weeks or something like that, and I did it once. So my anxiety shot just from having to do it because I was waiting for something called the trend cough uh, yeah, and it, ne it never came. But then I just started, hold on, I started sweating and I, I like legit fucking passed out. Yeah. And then when I got up, I was like delaying on the bed. I'm like, what the fuck happened? One of the scariest moments of my life. And like, I was like, I'm still going to go fucking work out. Now I'm not an ego lifter. So I would hack squat maybe like two plates and just go really deep and concentrate it. I put fucking seven plates on each yeah, side. Like, like it was fucking nothing for reps. And I, there was like, I felt a type of anger that I've never experienced. And after that, even as strong as I was and intense as I was, I fucking threw the bottle out. Yeah, you don't want to say it. Uh, it scared the shit out of me. That's how strong it was. Yeah, I forget people like, there's, when they're like, I love Trump. I'm like, what the 
the hell's wrong with you? It, it's certainly look at people, and I'm yeah, like, what's the trend? It called? makes you feel like Superman, man. It's your respiratory. Yeah, so you nick a vein, and it goes into your lungs, and then you just start coughing. Uncontrollably. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Do you think you got to call nine one one? It's the nine one one drug. Feels like you're. It tastes like you're swallowing metal, <laughs> and it just like it feels like everything's closing up. Yeah. Wow. Dude, it should ain't no joke, but it never came with me. Yeah, you're it was like it. it was like hit. It's like hit and miss, and I was like, I was waiting for it. That's why I was sweating. I was like, this come, this come. You feel? You would feel it. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, because it yeah. tastes like you're swallowing like metal. Dude, it's and, it, and the the bottle itself looks like rust. It's orange. Well, it's like fucking rust. Now, this might be a random question, but is there a different uh, ethnic group of people that may lean more towards this type of substance than others, or is just like everyone? Trying, no, everyone? I just think if you're into looking better, just kind of yeah, steroids just kind of a thing, you know. Like not everybody, you know, but but they are definitely way more uh, common amongst yeah. just the average gym goer now than. Ever before, it's crazy. Like, around calisthenics kind of guys, so like the yeah. guys that I grew up around, it was push ups, was hanging on the bar. Or the healthiest people. Like bodybuilding, dude. Yeah, Look yeah. at MMA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People just get. And would you ever guess those guys are taking a full cycle? Never. But that's because like bodybuilders eat the proper way. Yep. They're training for hypertrophy, so of course that that look of bigger muscle is naturally going to with society. Oh wow. Okay, he's big. He's on steroids. Yeah. Versus, like, you look at an MMA fighter who's 155 and they're yeah. taking things like Winstrol yeah. and Albuterol and Clembuterol mm. and EPO yeah. and stuff to, you know, there's different avenues of what the yeah. steroids do. And Winstrol was tough, too. Yeah, all my, it, it fucked my joints up when yeah, I was. My best all when I, yeah, when I was 28, 29, tw between 27 and 29, they were my worst fucking like, years with my heart. It, dries, your, oh, it dries you out so much that it starts to just take all the water around your joints out. And it just yeah, but so it's making you cut. You know? the, I got a picture. That's the only. That's the bro. That's the that's the only anabolic I've ever taken. When I when I took it, I was like, I feel it. And is that a like, or is it's a whirl? It's both. There's an injectable, but it's water based instead of oil based, and you it, it feels it like you're injecting battery acid. <laughs> That means it hurt. More water based. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to ask you why does how do you know what battery acid feels like? <laughs> I just, I just, I just, you know what I mean? This burn, dude. He said it. It's, yeah, man. I haven't touched that. Too. I feel like it messes it up for the uh, for the natural because again, you just want to look good and feel good, but then you take stuff. But then for the guy who wants to be natural, if you're going to a gym where everyone taking something, you're just like, no matter how hard you work. I mean, if if you you're eat quality good. foods and you get adequate rest, you're always going to look good. But you might not look as great as you want to. But with looking that great, you're going to feel like absolute dog shit on a shoe. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you do, you got some people who get high. They smoke, but you you smoke too much. I mean, yeah, Johnson. He's talking from experience. <laughs> He's talking from. He's like, I mean, it is what it is. This I was four weeks out. This was my last show, so that was two and a half years ago. But I was probably on everything under the sun here. Wow, you look like a superhero. Let me see. Yeah. I I remember Steve. Let me see. Yeah, I feel like a superhero. Steve, I felt like dog shit. Yeah, but but. Oh, like oh, oh, hey yo, hey, hey, every thirty minutes, sweating, sweating, everything. That's crazy. So it's no sleeping four. Five, yeah, yeah. Like you just oh no, and that's not even his legs were the most impressive. He had some. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that part of it? What? Yeah, dude. 
Because it, it gives you such a definition and shape. There you go. This was, like, this was like an up close one. Yeah. This was like four weeks out. Let's, let's see the. I see. I got fat legs, dude, but they, they ain't shredded like that. Like, that takes a certain, like, depletion and a certain. Yeah. But you got to be clouded if you're not sleeping. Oh, yeah. He was, I don't want to speak for you, probably zoned the fuck out on that stage. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. You might sleep an hour straight. You're up pissing, sweating. Your sweat stinks like a chemical. Factory. I've heard that. I've heard that. I've never taken it long enough to go to two, three weeks out. I would just get up and shower in the middle of the night just to get all the sweat off me. Damn. Yeah. I'll go to bed at like nine o'clock. Like I still do now. And mm-hmm. I'll be up at like one. I would some nights I'll just play a game of Madden shower and then oh, go back in bed at like three o'clock. Fucking Madden. Funny just for her. Wow. Already. Yeah. yeah. You become a robot. And that's why now it's like mentally I'm not done competing. I, with my daughter, I just don't know. I look at her and I'm like, is this really like, is this really worth it? Like, if I'm taking a year off my life, say, you, nobody knows. If I do another prep, even though mentally I'm not done, how selfish would it be for a plastic trophy? And then look at my daughter and be like, daddy just killed himself a year sooner. Mm. Like, she she's changed a lot and it's like people asking are you going to compete it's like yeah i tell like yes i want to in my head it's like yes i am then i see her and i'm like what the fuck am i doing what are you doing you know wow it's crazy i say all this stuff like people think i'm nuts because like i coach people like stuff and it's like listen man everybody you you hit different stages of life right like i might be prepping 30 people and have 30 people that are competitors right now that i coach for example and 20 of them might be enhanced. And it's like they all different ages, you know, mid 20s, late 20s, 30s, whatever the case is. Right. And like I always see the most success, successful people who can handle the drugs the best are people that are already established. They have their kids. They have their their, their spouse, their significant other. They have their career. They have, you know, the financial means. Yep. And they don't have to stress over that because financial shit and it, when you're trying to figure life out and take all these drugs. It's it's like you're just adding unnecessary stress. Yep. On top of that, they're fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah. I tell people they're fucking expensive, yeah. man. Yeah, it is. It's just it's the reality of it. It's to do a show, you need like five k easily. Yeah, the drug cycle itself is two thousand. Like whatever way you want to slice it, right? Small doses. Yeah, up one to two thousand. The show itself, tanning, right? Uh, what else you need? Trunks, show fees. NPC card. All the fucking food. Food. Oh, uh, yeah, your coach. Uh, I was competing for one, came in overweight, had a fucking mental breakdown, went across the street and ate 28 donuts and left. Sounds good to me. Lehigh Valley. Lehigh Valley. It's the only time me and Nick got into a dispute. <laughs> it's the only time. <laughs> you know, like you said, too, Nick's a great coach. Nick's right? amazing. So- and he knows what he's doing, right? Correct. The bottom line is, too, like, no matter how good the coach is, yep. some people just can't keep it together. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, right? Because at the end of the day, there's a reason. I Correct. Always, there's a reason for everything, right? And, like, I don't know, like, you know, how many of you guys like, believe in God and faith and all that, but I always believe, like, you just leave shit to him. And uh, I agree 100%. You know yep. what I mean? 100%. So what's meant to be will be, Absolutely. right? So, um, and that doesn't matter, like, Right, Nick's a great coach, right? But at the Amazing. end of the day, that 
your what yeah. you did had nothing to do with, with no the no coach was or the coaching correct so i, I want to i will make that clear no, yeah. nick um nick got me where i needed to get yeah. it was that last week that it's, i it's couldn't fucking that i couldn't tolerate it and i think i had come in like a pound over yeah and, you got and it was probably a stress thing like yeah. it wasn't like his diet yeah it wasn't his diet protocol or his drug protocol or anything like that it was just more so like i just retained water so i had to call him and he was like dude like i'm coming up like i'll bring a diuretic and all this and he had me fucking stay up all night to walk up and down fucking steps to flush water yeah and it was and it, it was just like i couldn't take it anymore sport, man. and i told him i said don't bother because like i didn't want to you got to realize like everybody thinks because i'm paying you right you gotta no no i gotta make you look good too that's what nobody talks about i have to make my coach look good just like he has to make me look good as a trade-off i've had people drop out um last year i had two, mm -hmm. two people a female and a male drop out at three weeks out they just couldn't and they looked phenomenal like i got them both back on track from their previous coaching experiences the one girl's hormones were messed up we got yep. her period back and then we prepped her both of them complete 180 not there wasn't even drugs involved mm. and they just couldn't handle hunger the cardio and they weren't even i was i was like i'm not even pushing you guys like a hundred percent like there's just you yeah. have to push based off of the feedback that what their body's giving and all that and the girl was doing only 50 minutes of cardio 15 50 oh 50 i mean but still like for some people in the bodybuilding world that's like yeah, yeah. and he was doing 45 and they were both in phenomenal condition and all that and they just both the girl was like i just cheat binged and she gained 18 pounds wow oh yeah your body's not used to it. yep nope and then he just yeah, like steve i just he, he's like he's like mentally steve i just can't I can't handle this. It's like a nine to five. But it seems like no matter like, even you going through these, like even these people who stepped out, they got a chance to know who they were. Yeah, you learn a lot about yourself. I will say that. It seems um, like it's a journey. But a lot of again, I feel like when you get into it for the right reasons, mm -hmm. you you are a lot yeah. less inclined to give up. And and I mean, no matter which way what we want to call, it, right? If you quit before that deadline, you you gave up. Yeah. It is what it is, right? And I mean, for whatever reasons it is, right? I, you know, yeah, you, you respect it either way. You know what I mean? And I think it takes a, a really strong person to admit, like, okay, I tried this, but it just wasn't for me. Versus continuing to try something and just messing your mental health up or physical health or totally agree with you, man. More, you know, that's what I did. I stopped. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I tried to do it once. That was it. See, I, me, like as sick as it is, I, I like that. <laughs> But like the going through it, yeah, like with those that picture I just showed you when I like was like suffering, like I thrive when I mm -hmm. feel like that. It's weird, but I also like I told you guys I got into competing and training for the right reason. Right, Correct. like if you told if I just trained in my shed, right? You know, mm -hmm. there's nobody in there. I have no mirrors, and I just blast death metal, and I just fucking train because I just love death it. metal. I just love to train. I love death metal. Yeah, I you do. I've never when when you get into things again for those the proper reasons you mm -hmm. don't give a fuck who's around you don't care who's looking at you like nowadays it's people are getting into this stuff again and it's like they they like all the clothing and the tank tops and all that they like they like that validation from the outside mm -hmm. you look great and that's what it's a lot of it's about now right because of social media yeah for me it's like I don't even own a tank top what you see me in right here is what i train in i just the, wear a hoodie the back. barefoot or wrestling shoes with holes in them i still have them they're eight years but you're also the kind of guy where i feel like 
the new thing is um what's, that, what's the phrase he's the dorian yates what's the phrase though, where <laughs> the guy like um you dress not to impress like you, you you fill out a hoodie so clearly people can tell you got guns underneath you. <laughs> so i forgot i forgot the phrase next time i'll, I'll have it for you yeah. but i feel like at this point if you had guns and you're always trying to wear you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not. You like the troops, like you're trying hard. So yeah. I feel like that's the new thing. That was like literally just kind of being who you are. I mean, I, I, I owe still being alive to weight training. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, I've, I've always been taught that from my dad. Like, you never forget. Yeah. Never forget where you came from, who you are. Like, my dad always tells me, like, if you always think like that kid that wanted to end his life, you will always be humble. And I've, you know what I mean? Like, and stuck with you. It, it still does now, yeah. clearly. You know, it just is what it is. Like, People all the time are like, don't you just ever want to go to the gym and like get a change? So I'm like, no, that get, thinking about that gives me anxiety. Like, I just like to be alone. I like like that, that like solitary I like, like that. I confinement. Like I just, I walk in my yard, I go into my shed, I blast my music, I put the heat or the air on, whatever outside tells that's me. Therapy, like, whatever it fucking it says. Is, that is my therapy. And I just, I just am lost in my own thoughts for 90 minutes. I blast death metal and I just train. So do you always train alone or sometimes do you allow it? Yeah, sometimes, but that's all the so, you get your dad with you. Yeah, yeah, my dad. Yeah, pops with you. Yeah, my dad's a hard ass. Yeah, it's like when I need a kick in the ass, like he, that's what's up. and I ask him, he's there. Yeah, there was some, like he was over last week. I, I, I usually go to bed at nine, but he can't get over until like eight because of work and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was training at like eight thirty with him at night. I was getting tired. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's in good shape. Do you get do you get your belt from him? My what? My belt? Yeah, yeah. My dad's a shipwreck house. We were talking about genetics. Do you feel like looking at your family's genealogy or just your family? Yeah, it was my dad. Do you feel like you guys have good genetics on top of that too? I get. I mean, other people say like they look at my dad and they're like. Yeah, I see where you and your sister get it. Okay. You know what I mean? Because you hear a lot of people say, like, oh, I got shit genetics, or I got crap yeah. genetics. I mean, my sister was weightlifting when she was 19, 20, before she got into, like, doctorate school and all that. Um, and, I mean, all natural, and she was a freak. Nice. She was, like, squatting 225 for her. She was, like, 165 pounds. Like, her legs and calves looked like mine. It was ridiculous. So, and she stopped because she hated the way she looked. Really? Because people, yeah, because it started to get to her mental health because she was being See, judged. Help, she was being judged by other women and men. Her like, well, I guess boys. I don't consider a twenty-year-old nowadays a man. <laughs> There's yeah. some as far and few between. Yeah, but I, she was being judged, and it started to fuck with her mental health. It, I told her, I'm like this. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I think it's harder on women when they're judged by other women. That's okay. that's just me. Yeah. I understand like men and whatnot. Yeah, they, they were commenting on her glutes. Yeah, her, it's her. her, her calves or quads and, mm-hmm. like, and that's another thing too the, the body anatomy wise it's all intertwined mentally and physically so you know you keep hearing people doing these competitions and what's the first thing or what's the main thing that's always getting attacked is their mental health or their mental state um so that really goes to show that even when you go into the gym you'll hear people say oh i have a new year's resolution we talk about this You're, you are going from eating cheese things and hoagies on New Year's to then a few hours go to the gym. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible mindset. You're not going to make it, probably, which is why no. most New Year's resolutions do not make it. Yeah, I know. So it, it, it's yeah. all intertwined. You're going to come into the gym. You have to be ready to go to war. Yeah. You already have, you have to be mentally there, to oh, physically. Where the mind goes, the body falls. I tell clients that at least yeah, 10 times. Yeah. Like I had a bad week. I'm like, well, you switch your mindset up, your yeah. body will follow. I can guarantee it. It's like, sure. that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Can I ask you something? I want to ask you this. Yeah. Being in this industry, you probably heard this quote many a times. Um, big muscles, small brains. Yeah. 
Where yeah. does this where did this stereotype come from? I think like, it's ignorance. Because but how? How did that even form? Do you be a thing? The amount of anatomy, chemistry, science, yeah. math, like the amount of education and knowledge you need to work out on your body. I don't understand how people just insinuate you just it being a dumbass. Like, you know, talking to you like what goes on in the bodybuilding world. You know, they show you on Instagram the outside. You're in the gym for whenever you work out. You're getting praises from people from the outside. But it seems like what's missing is is when the lights go off and you go yes. home in that personal life. And family yep. and just you you sitting alone and that person they got all these accolades and all everybody may be by himself crying uh, it's yeah that's pretty accurate because <laughs> most people don't prioritize relationships mm-hmm. they like i said originally right an hour ago we started talking it's very selfish and it's like it's as as much as people want to say there's a team it is a very lonely like thing when you're four weeks out sure like you can kick and scream to someone closest to you, but when you're feeling the worst, you take it out on people closest to you. And a lot of people don't prioritize learning how to cope and deal with the different phases of the process of being a competitive bodybuilder. And in turn, a lot of people don't understand it. So they just kind of relationships just go by the wayside with good people. And I think one thing for me, I've always prioritized is balance. And that's huge. I tell people all the time, like, Okay, if you're a competitor, right, when it's prep, I'm going to let you know, like, hey, listen, we, we're not having cheat meals and all this, but in the off-season, like, you're going to go out once a week. I don't care if you want to or not, and you're going to eat. Whether if you have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a spouse, husband, wife, parents, anything, you're going to go out and you're going to eat. I know. Even if you sit there and you don't want to eat, you're going to sit there because that time matters to other people. No one gives a shit that you're a body. Wow. No one really does. Nope. You know? Like, no one cares. They're going to come. They're going to support you on the day of the show. And all, then no one wants to see your freaking Tupperware at Longhorn Steakhouse the next day. They want to be able to enjoy time with you. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't prioritize relationships, right? That's one thing I've always made sure. Good relationship with my sister, parents. And then my wife now, when we started dating, I was 22. We've been together going on nine years now. And I started a prep like three months after we started dating. And as soon as like it was done, it's that's what my coach told me. And, you know, that's what I'm a lot the way I am as a coach to clients because of my coach. Right. Because he's been coaching me for 10 years and he just always instilled balance. It's all about balance. Right. Like you have to have that because relationships are your foundation where you lean on the backbone of you. And by a bodybuilding show is not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you can it's, a moment. it's a moment. Yeah. So you have to have stable relationships. You have to, right? So so I think if you're in a relationship and you've never done competitive bodybuilding before or prepping for a show and then you decide yeah, to get into that relationship, it's going to end. Yeah. yeah, it's a high chance. Especially if you're on Correct, cross. exactly. I think that's a conversation you should have with your spouse prior to doing yeah. it and come into a mutual agreement. Because yep. like, there's a lot of things you, you think, oh, I can do this. And then when shit starts to really hit the fan, you're like, I just destroyed a 10-year relationship over me wanting to inject shit into my body and get on stage to win plastic and you look good for a month exactly you know what i mean like and feel like shit for like five it's the truth and <laughs> a lot of people don't realize you feel sometimes most of the time you feel worse after the show because yeah, you have yeah you have to cycle your hormones you mm-hmm. got to make sure things stabilize back up and all mm-hmm. that like one of the biggest things for me was i always knew i wanted to be a father so every time i prepped i we always made sure like i got blood work literally the week after the show mm-hmm. We saw where things were. Obviously, things were are going to be screwed up then. Um, and then it was literally two, eight weeks after, 12 weeks, and 16 weeks after. And I never touched anything or went back on anything until everything was perfect. 
and I had a sperm analysis to make sure my sperm was good because I always wanted to be a father. So, but a lot of people don't do these they, things. You know, they, they wonder why they have kids have issues and health yeah. concerns and stuff like that. Yeah, I, will, I don't yeah. put anybody in a prep. I don't care if we've been talking about the show for a whole year. If shit's wrong with your blood, you're not starting prep. At least under me. And I'll just tell people, like, maybe I'm just not the coach for you. And that's fine. Right. But one, the liability is not going to be on me. And two, I actually care. Sure. And it's like those life after this. And this is like some people look at me and I'm on a Zoom call with them. And they think I'm great. They're like, why are you saying this? Like, this is your livelihood. I'm like, because there's life outside of the show. That's where you can say that now, though. Yeah, it's rare. It sounds like if you're going to take the drugs, I don't care what drug you take. You need to know your sources and what you get. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge, you know. Uh, it's so, like so missing. Stuff. Like, no one's talking about, okay, you got the name on it. Yeah. What's in there? I mean, you can you can have stuff easily tested nowadays. You send it out. and But people people are lazy. People don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it was, it's such a crazy, crazy world. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough industry. <laughs> it is very tough. But, yeah, people think I'm nuts. I'm like, listen, like. Okay, blood work, right? We're we're starting up. You want to hire me to be your coach? Can you get blood work in the next two weeks? Like I'm gonna blow work in years. I'm like, well, that's I don't care. We're changing that now. You're getting it today. And then I'm like, okay, well, okay, it's it's June. Say we're gonna compete next fall, right? Say 2025 or whatever. Or this fall, whatever. I tell people we need six months before you even start a prep with me as a coach. I'm not going into something blindly, and, and I don't know how your body works and stuff. And they're like, "Well, I want to compete in four months because my friends don't. I don't care. Like, I'm not the coach for you. Then you know, like, I'm not just going to take money. Things have to be done right, right? Okay. And then we get blood work back, and they're like, "Oh, well, we've been working for a year for this, right?" And I'm like, "Well, your liver enzymes are skewed." And then you find out the client hasn't been taking the proper health supplements. Well, I couldn't afford it. Well, then you can't afford to be an enhanced bodybuilder. I don't Bang. to tell you. Wow. You need to be able to afford and I tell people this right from the start. You have to. It looks like an expensive lifestyle. I'm like if you're gonna go and you're gonna gonna go ahead and pay me three hundred bucks a month to coach you, then make sure your ducks are in order. And that's why I'm so hesitant to coach a 20, 21 year old because like all they want nowadays is drugs. Yeah. Okay. It sounds what like, can I take? Yeah. You know it sounds like when you first when you first came on here and you spoke upon getting in it in it for the right reasons so that's why you're going to run into problems if first thing again for yep. the right reasons when i tell you about blood work and i tell you about this you're giving me resistance because you originally didn't get in for the right reasons dude that's i'd rather i'd rather i say this all the time and it's still cinch. i'd rather have 60 clients who listen and 10 of them be competitors who listen versus having 100 clients and 50 of them be competitors and 40 of them don't listen because it's just you run into just headaches mm-hmm. right like it's just Headaches. Like you said the guy with his friend getting in because of his friend. Well, you and your friend are one on one. We are not him. No matter yeah. how much you hang it. I mean, that's why you do a screening process. You have to. You have to yeah. because it's like your time is valuable. Then, then sometimes it's yeah, the filter doesn't you know? catch everything. Yeah, I talk if I if it's somebody who's young, I talk to the parents too. Like, yeah, that's actually on Zoom. very smart. Yeah, we have to. You know, I just I just ran into it. Uh, twenty two. He's twenty two. Um, he did a show natural with me twenty. He looks great, and then he wanted. We had to talk me, him, and his parents about he wanted to use PEDs because he wants to become a front. So listen, I'm just going to run you down the dangers we need when we need blood work, all this. Everybody's on board, and he, you know, going smooth, flawlessly. The kid puts like 20 pounds of stage weight on in a year. Obviously, going from natural to not, does everything right. Listens to me, eats all his meals, trains right. Does all we, you know, got all his form right in the gym, his mechanics, all that. Perfect model of what you want a 22-year-old who's starting to take low doses of things or his first cycles to do. And we just had a phone call a month ago, and 
he was like, yo, Steve, I think I need to take a break. Uh, my mental health's not good. I'm like, all right, listen, this isn't like you, because I know that you've coached him for three years. Let's hop on a call. Me, him, his parents hopped on a Zoom call for an hour. Got to the root of it. He's like, listen, I just don't, mentally, it's fucking with me to have to eat all this food, get a little chunky and fat. And he's like, I'm just going to be honest, the hormones are really not what I thought they would be. And I'm like, for, to 22, to admit that, like, wow. you're going places, kid. So now we've, we're cleaning him out. We're going to get him leaner. And we're just going to have him be like, you know, in the gym. He wants to train and eat like a bodybuilder. But he said he mentally feels better when he's a little leaner. Because he's like, like, dude, we'll do. I'm your coach. We'll do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about competing, man. You're 22. I'm going to take these hormones. And now we're cleaning them out. And But... That was a beautiful thing. He found himself. Yes. And at that and, age, and, that? and I'm just like telling his parents, I'm like, this kid's like, he's got a career already. He's got his head on right. Like, but now then I run into the other side where it's like, I'm trying to tell a 24 year old, 25 year old, like, yo, listen, you're expressing that you have depression issues, like to me and publicly on social media. <laughs> and you're not doing a show in like six months, dude. Like we, we, there's no way until you get help and you get better yes. that this is and like to go back at your coach I'm like you know you're you're not okay man yeah. like how do you think it's normal and and how are you going to normalize the fact of thinking it's right to put all these hormones in your body that you know are going to enhance your already raw like messed up state of mind sure for a plastic trophy sure and i just i don't i don't it to me it's like i don't care who it is close i am with you if I'm looking out for your well-being and you don't want to listen, you know, I don't, if I've been coaching, I could be coaching you for 12 years. I don't care. Like your health, mental health comes first. Yeah. And if you don't, if you can't see that, then again, I'm not the coach for you, you know, because somebody will pump you full of that stuff and not give a shit about you. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather have a coach who cares about me. You know what I mean? From yeah. every avenue, not just to post me up on social media and say, my client got first place, hire me, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like, you know, a lot of men, it doesn't matter. It can be whatever you're going through. It sounds like as a man, you don't get stronger at something until I would say you admit you've lost control. If you're going through something, you have to, you don't have to look as a human. You don't grow unless you're at, you go through tough shit. Right. That, and I've like that kid, he comes to yeah. you and says, Hey man, I want to do this, this and yeah. that. It's like the mental health. He got stronger. You saw the strength. You could see it. Because I'm like, dude, you're 22. You're you're in commercial gyms nowadays and on social media where all it's pushing is 22 year olds that have 100,000 followers or making 10K a month on TikTok and YouTube. And you're here on Zoom with me telling me that these hormones and these steroids are not what you thought and not what you want. Like, yep. good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Respect. That's why I told, I told his parents, like, this is a good kid. Like, you raise it. Like, how many 22, to, most 22 years are just going to keep messing themselves up? Yeah, so the third month. They will just suffer through it. Yeah. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. And that that's why, like, I tell, like, that kid reminds me of me, right? Like, at, at 18 or 17 when I was suicidal, being bullied, right? And didn't want to live. It's like, you, you grow up when you're in those shitty low situations right so i went from like 17 to like 25 mentally real quick because you have to that's why like at 20 when i was 22 23 people were talking to me and they thought i was 30 yeah and i when i would tell people I'm like 22 like what it doesn't even make sense shit. and i'm like i i literally was suicidal and tried to kill myself four or five years ago you know and then when i was 25 my house got destroyed my parents are going through a divorce it's like 
you, you go from 25 to 40 real quick. You yeah. know, you have to, you have no choice but to grow up. Yeah. Those dark moments in life, like you said, you grow up really fast. That's what a lot of kids are missing nowadays. Everything is handed. And we're in a, it's in a, it's a society culture. of entitlement. Yeah. It was pacified in this culture. Dude, when I was 15, my mom took me to Rita's Water Ice. She literally went to my high school and got working papers. I had no idea. She brought me there on a Monday. She said, yeah, you're here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The papers are already signed. <laughs> Four to 10, we'll come get you. And every Friday when my paycheck came, yeah. went to my parents. Respect. Made you the man who you are, man. Yeah. You learn quickly that PSNG village you kept looking yes. at. Oh, yeah. It's money that goes yeah. towards that. Yeah. Most yeah. kids just look by. Well, it's y'all middle. Well, that's why I'm third. That's a, I'm third. I have no debt. That's a blessing. That that will lower anxiety. You got yeah. it. <laughs> you got Imagine it. if you had debt. <laughs> if you're paying attention. Well, it's my parents, you know, man. That's just that's that's what I attribute it to. You know, it's the way you're raised, the way the mm -hmm. people and the again the relationships that you are around and you value and you make sure that you stay connected with, right. and you align with the right people. You can shapes who you are. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially in your twenties, it's so important. We're not people in their twenties. You hanging with people because of what's on the outside a lot of times. It's all bullshit, man. It's that's all, what it all surface, is. The surface. It's who's who's got the coolest car now. Who's got the... I could care less about cars and money. And mm -hmm. then when you have that down spiral, you look around, those same people ain't there. But you didn't yeah. know no judge of character. You was judging them by what you saw. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. what you was... Yeah. That was your friendship. I always say, man, it's always so important. Like, I pride myself that if, like, somebody mentions my name that nobody has anything bad to say like that's so important to me that's a good way to live by a good it's statement the to most by. important thing to me you yeah. know like because that's it's just how individuals look at you and that's called respect yeah that's you're also everything you're, you're carrying your father's last name man but that yeah that's a big thing yeah. man. you're carrying a legacy behind yeah. you and my daughter has my last correct name. that's important to me it's too, a big thing you know so like i'm teaching her now no <laughs> yeah. She don't know what it means, but, <laughs> but you will. <laughs> you gonna learn today? Because I knew what that was. My mom whipped my ass. <laughs> That's a big lesson. I got knocked off the side of the couch, man. Oh, I got hit with pans, dude, spoons. That's my mom don't care. Outside of your home, people go say I got hit with a vacuum wire. That was fucking scarring. It's never going to be as harsh as a stranger on the street saying no. Yeah. They're going to, they could do anything to you. Mom and dad ain't going to do but certain things. Well, most, ki most kids nowadays don't know what no is. And I'm like, you're 20. Like they're actually shocked when you what do you get? Oh, when you say kid. Okay, okay. So you're 20, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, you're not a kid. You got grown man kids. Yeah. They're out there. Oh, no, that's what Steve said earlier. Got 20, 40 year old kids. At 20, I was already in therapy for three years. I'm like, what are, what do you mean you don't know what they would know? No, it's. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? Most kids have like $80,000 cars now. As soon as they get their license, I'm like, what are you doing? You know the disservice you're doing? Not even that. It's expected. They actually expect to have a nice car when they get their license. That's crazy. That's wild. That's wild to me. Even wild that, that was shocked when I got mine. What's even mine. wild is that a car can make you think that civilized success. It's not. And, well, that's, that's why. even yes. more wild. Like that necessarily don't mean well, nothing. Well, in high school, though. Because you're looking you're for white people. people. <laughs> you know, the kids on the bus like, yeah, all right, I'll the kids on the bus are the ones that you want them looking at you. Absolutely. But when you're down and got none, those kids on the bus ain't the ones See, that's for me, for me in high school, right, you ninth, 10th grade, one. I didn't fit in. 11th grade, I started getting bullied. 
And then once my dad got me into weightlifting, I just couldn't wait to get home and squat in our basement. Mm -hmm. That's all I cared about. So it was like, it gave me a purpose and it really shifted my mindset from, I want to go home and I just don't want to live anymore to, I want to go home and all I want to do is just listen to Metallica with my dad and squat. And her Sandman. Yeah, that's all. It, it was, um, then, the fathers are important. It sounds like your pops is a good one. Yeah, so he's, are important. he's very, uh, are very important. my dad's just like this. There's no like options. It's either like, okay, this is what it is. Sure. And like, I just, I remember like we were in my basement in my house in Cherry Hill where mm-hmm. I grew up. And my dad bought a dingy squat rack. This is like when I started lifting. And he was like, listen, this, we're not doing this bullying shit no more. And he was like, we're going to get you up in weight. So next year when you're a senior, if someone messes with you, just fucking punch I was about to say, so my dad, he never got involved with the logistical shit at the school. That was always my mom, like going there, cursing at the principals, what the hell's going on, all that shit. My dad was always in the background, like, okay, well, Okay, clearly something's going on that we gotta we gotta make sure you can defend yourself so you don't feel this way. So he bought this dingy ass squat right from the Pensalkin Mart. I don't know if you guys remember. I that. know what the Pensalkin Mart is. He's so he comes home with this rack and he, with this rusty ass barbell and let's see some forty fives and he put a forty five on the bar. He's like, oh, I couldn't get the bar off the rack. Yeah. So every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when I got home at four o'clock from school. I got off. I I was a big bowler too in high school. I still bowl now, but we'll get into that after. So I would get done bowling. I'd get home, go right into the basement for two hours. We would just squat. It was like just as long as it takes you to get 10 sets of 10, that's what we do. So our neighbor at the time was this, this Oriental dude. And I would always just go up the cellar door, start puking on the grass. He starts screaming at my dad outside the window. Like child <laughs> abuse, all this shit, dude. It was so funny. So. I'm outside. I'm puking on our AC unit, and the Cherry Hill police pull up to the house. They so I can't. I'm, I got my shirt off, my shorts <laughs> on, barefoot on the grass, throwing up, like stepping in my own puke. The cops are like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. I can't talk. My dad comes up because my dad's very big on a stopwatch. He's like, "Yo, two minutes is done. Get your ass inside. I don't care if you're throwing up." Got you. He comes out. The cops are talking to him. He like, stopped watching. He turns like, "Yo, get your ass downstairs. You gotta do another set." The Oriental guy screaming out of his window. The cop, two Cherry Hill cops, are talking to my dad. So, like, "Yo, you mind if we come in?" My dad's like, yeah, "You can come in, but he ain't stopping yet." So the cops have no idea. But the cops, don't know. Wow. The cops come in and Godsmack was blasting. Oh god! And I'm just squatting, like still have puke coming down my face. Squatting. The cops are like, "What the hell's going?" There's a dingy light over the rack. No carpet. Dad like this. Yeah. And my dad just sitting on the bench as the cops are walking around the basement. And I'm squatting. He's like nine, ten, gets done, racks it, and then he stops the music for the police. Wow. The cops are like, "Can we ask what is going?" Yeah. My dad's like, "We're just working out." Your dad's a beast. Yo. We're just working out. A beast. He, he more importantly instilled character in you. Like that's absolutely. That's why I am the way. That's why I've been the way I am. That's what all your death. This cast crazy. My dad's nuts. He's crazy now. Like, well, I was looking at the video. I was like, yo, your dad was like, you said he got it. He was keeping yeah. up with you. And- he lectures me now. Last week, I called him about something. And we're talking about my daughter. And it turned into an hour lecture about how I need to save more money. So, what the fuck? I just saw the spot. He built a foundation, not just the movement you were born. Yeah. Uh-huh. He attacked. Well, I, w- I was like, when can I curl and get bigger arms? He's like, no one cares about that. Don't. From the he's, that's what he says. He's like, no one cares about that. He's like, you need legs. That's what, if you want to be a bodybuilder, you need legs. He's like, and that's where all the strength is from. But it's true. Those compound thrusters, squats, deadlifts, you can start out doing that alone. 
then you can start hitting the accessories. And my dad's nuts, man. My with my Lyme disease, my knees kill me now from that, and because like I said, it attacked me from an arthritis standpoint. Yep. Um, and he don't care. He don't give a shit. He was over last like, Wednesday night. Excuses. We were doing quads, and I had five plates on my hack squat. And he's like, yo, what are you doing? You're doing all this pause shit in the bottom, going slow. He's like, you have this band on here. He's like, what are you becoming? And I'm like, I got Lyme disease. Then. He's like, you don't got Lyme disease right now. And he puts like a six plane on He takes the band off. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't want to. Like, you don't have to walk no more. There's people out there. He's gangster. He don't care. There's people out there. Oh, man. He don't care. Oh, dude. I think every young boy. Needs that though. Yeah, my dad. That's the way to be. Like, unfortunately, a lot of young men, a lot of boys, are not getting that. Don't like, a lot of young men don't like resistance of any sort. My dad lectures, has lecture clients of mine in my shed. Really? Yeah, one of my clients, Justin, was over. He does men's physique. But okay. He's got tiny legs, and he came into legs with me on a Saturday, like a, like two months ago. My dad came over, and he walks back there, and he looks at me in front of the kid, in front of my client. He's like, Stephen, this kid's lazy. And he's on the leg press, like can't breathe. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like, I'm like, he's in the middle of set with this. No, I just watched this. This kid's lazy. He needs to push more. So my dad puts like three more plates on for him. The kid literally starts hurling outside of my shed. That's what he was looking for. If you're not throwing up, yeah. you're not doing it. He's great. Right. My dad's so, Oh man. Last prep. Did your dad used to train? So, yeah. so when they when somebody signs up with you as a coach, they get your father too. <laughs> this that, that's a big selling point, guys. This was seven two years ago. It was civil. How old's your dad? Sixty four. Sixty one then. Let me say. So that's why, though. Here, that's impressive, here, man. You know, that's exactly why. Not the size, the condition. Yeah, at sixty-one, you can't give a man like that excuses. Yeah, no, you can't. Nah, he's like, bitch, I'm sixty-one. You fucking twelve, acting like a bitch. He's, uh, he does not care. But it's funny too that I see him with my daughter, and it's like totally different man. Like grandpa, it was completely different. With me though, yeah. Come on, you're, you're, you're going to be tough on even granddaughter wise. You're going to be tough on the boys that you are the daughters. Oh, well, yes. my dad with my, Every my dad with my sister, way different. Right, right, right. They can do no wrong. When she was training and competing, when she did the one show she did, he was in the gym with her. He was just like that, though. Yeah. Like no excuses. But with me, he's he's always been like it's how he was when I was a teenager. Yep. It's no different that's now. Awesome. It's the same. The same. That's thing. awesome, though, man. That's awesome. He um yeah, I mean that's he's probably the main reason I am. The way I am, you know, my mom too, but my mom was more nurturing, and, and so you had a good balance. Yeah, I did for sure. Not many people have that. Yeah, no. Um, so you've been pretty blessed, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's now obviously they're divided, they're divorced, right? Mm -hmm. It's a divided family, but they still love you equally, though. Yeah, of course, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, but I get it's different now mm -hmm. than when they're together because, like, Correct. my dad was when he was always being hard on me, and my mom yeah. was there to intervene and be like, "Yo, you need to stop." Sure. Now there's. My dad don't. Now your dad's trying to kill you on the hack squat. Yeah, still. <laughs> and your mom's giving you mental talks over yeah. the phone. He, he he is with me, though. Like, he doesn't want me to compete again. No. Because yeah. of the drugs. Yeah, I mean, he's he's looking out. He's got yeah. that granddaughter now. Yeah, I look, like I said, thing, I look at her, and it's like, if, if my daughter wasn't there, I'd probably be in prep right now. I believe it. You got a different why. It's, it's 100%. That's different. the biggest and thing, man. As soon as she was born, man, as soon as... She, she came out, dude. Different, different light bulb one. Oh, it's, it's it's actually crazy. I don't know. Do you have kids? Do you, a blessing in this do you have kids? Hmm. You do have kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's completely different feeling. Well, you don't have any kids, here, right? Not that I know of. No, <laughs> no, 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 I don't. It, it is crazy, man. It's 
You it changes its purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I still train. I still eat my meals. I take testosterone still. Like I have to. You know what I mean at this point. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I feel great. That's a great thing, man. Screen, I, I don't. I'm glad you felt that balance. Though. Yeah, man. Listen, you know, I'm glad that you came on because you enlightened a lot of people. Yeah. And you talked about shit that people don't want to hear. I hate to say it, but yeah. yeah, no, we appreciate having you on, Steve. Um, Tuan, what do you got for Steve? Um, I don't have any other questions left, but I do want to say thank you for your transparency. Yeah, man. Speaking yeah. about from the suicidal thoughts to just the dark, depressive state back in the fitness realm. Thank you for your transparency. Yeah. We need more men to just be more transparent. There is one more thing I do want to touch on too that I didn't touch on. It's just a lot of people, if they're listening, like that want to compete or do. Find something outside of competing mm -hmm. that you also are passionate about so you have an outlet. Like, for me, it was bowling. As crazy as that sounds, no, like no, my big-ass yeah. bowling, yeah, no. I've been bowling since sixth grade. And I still go every week now. I love bowling. It's one of my I favorite sports. I actually like the bowling. You like bowling? I've been, I've been bowling for a little bit now. We can go. I love it, dude. I got my, I got my bowling balls in my truck I get nice every week. I got you. And me and my mom, we, we're in a league together, all that. So yeah. um, you have to find like find an outlet outside because yes. you could like break your leg. And guess what? The gym's not there anymore. Yep. You have to find you lose yourself. I got you. And you get worse mentally, you know? Yeah. No, you're, of course. Yeah, no yeah. It's a, that's a big fact. It is. Big fact. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess my thing for you, Steve, is um, if there's anybody that's listening and watching that wants to link up with you as a coach, do you have availability? Yeah, so my Instagram, um, my long ass last name, Steven underscore Metropolis. I'll put it in there. Yeah, in the link. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just message me on because now they know everything to expect, man. Yeah, they, man. they know your dad's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, I know this. He's he doesn't care who it is. He's like, I'm like, Dad, you didn't realize like people are like they're not your kid. Yeah. He's like they're guys. in your shed. <laughs> you know? Guys, expect the hurl. Yeah, expect the hurl. Yeah, he um, yeah, he's he don't care, dude. Yeah, yeah. but it is it shapes character. Hundred percent. Yeah, percent. Yeah. So, okay, so thank you. Of course, man. Absolutely. 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 Absolut